Friday lunchtime lectures at the Open Data Institute. Hello, everyone. Um, thank you for joining us for today's iteration of uh, ODI Fridays. My name is James, and I'm a senior consultant at the Open Data Institute. Our guest speaker today is a fellow colleague of mine, Dr. John Burton. John has had a very varied career, but the main theme of his work has always been involving uh, investigating complex data sets to find real value for people. And at the ODI, John's role uh, partly includes leading our work on embedding data ethics practices within organizations. Today's lecture will provide some context to the ODI's data ethics work and describe what we are currently doing and plan to do in the future to help organizations become more ethical with data. Before handing over to John, can I please ask that all participants make sure that their microphones uh, stay on mute and that their cameras are off during the presentation. You'll have the opportunity to ask questions at the end of the session. If you do want to ask something, then please submit your question using the chat function. And after the presentation, I'll ask people one by one to unmute and ask their questions. I'd also like to remind you that we are recording this session. Once again, thank you for joining us today. And now I'll hand over to John for his presentation. Thank you ever so much, James. Just want to do a thing where I check that I'm not on mute. I think that's fine. So there we go. Um, yeah, thank you for the wonderful introduction and really happy to be here. And thank you for um, allowing me to come and present some of the work that we've been doing on data ethics practices as of late. Um, just to give a brief sort of structure to this, to this, um, to this session. Um, I'll be discussing what is data ethics. I'm sure a lot of people are already aware of it, but um, it's always good to sort of uh, introduce the concept as well, just to make sure we're all on an equal footing. Um, and then I'm going to go into some of the recent work that we've been doing um, as part of the data ethics piece at the ODI. And then I'm going to uh, mention and encourage people to get involved with that work. Um, and I'll share how, uh, details of how to do that um, towards the end of this session. And then any questions that people want to ask, I definitely encourage that, as James said, uh, please feel free to put them in the chat. So, um, a very brief introduction, since James already provided a fantastic introduction. Um, my name's John. Um, I've uh, been working in data for about 15 years now, uh, starting in academia, in uh, astrophysics. I've worked in data science and AI, in um, skills development and all things to do with data. Level. Um, I'm the one with the beard on the the picture, by the way, you could probably tell with this, but still. Um, and yeah, really being able to find out what um, value there is in data for whoever the end users are, for organisations that, uh, that have generated the data. That's really what is my main passion when it comes to my career. And the opportunity to work with the Open Data Institute, um, someone I've been, or an organisation I've been following for years now, uh, was a real honour and I'm so happy to be here and so happy to be leading on something that's very close to my heart as well. Um, Matteo, we'll crack on. Um, also I bake a lot. If anyone would like to cake, get in contact and I'll, I'll knock you up for one for your, for your special event. Um, but yeah, what is data ethics? Um, some of this material uh, has been taken from the data ethics practitioner course. Um, there's some fantastic examples in there and some fantastic uh, case studies and summations of what we mean when we use the term data ethics. Uh, there's a lot of ambiguity around data ethics around what that actually means and um, what e ethical data practices are. 
Um, and even within the ODS definitions, there's been a little bit of tweaking and altering to try and get to a robust definition of what data ethics actually means. And the most recent one the ODI has landed on is this. So a branch of ethics that evaluates data practices with the potential to create both trustworthy and positive impacts and also adversely impacts on people and society. That is in all branches of data collection, sharing and use. Um, and what this means essentially is that the ethical data practices can have a positive impact on people. It can have a positive impact on the society or the particular cohort of individuals that, you, that your data is reflecting. It can also have a, a negative impact. Um, I'll get into some areas which touch on both of those in, in, a, in a moment. Um, but effectively, data ethics should be using data and should be using the practices and analysis ultimately for good, um, whatever that means and whatever context that is. Again, a very general definition, but it's one at least we can start with and then tailor to different situations and nuances and businesses and applications and all sorts of things. Um, the Turing Institute has a really good definition of data ethics as well, which I've left in the uh, references for this uh, for these slides. So I definitely recommend going and checking that out as well. Um, but for the purposes of this talk and for the purposes of uh, the next uh, 20 minutes or so, this will be the definition that I'll use uh, for data ethics. Um, again, this is uh, an example that was borrowed from the uh, ODI's data um, ethics practitioners course. Um, hopefully everyone's familiar with the trolley problem. If you're not, uh, I'll give you a quick summary. Uh, so say there's a runaway trolley represented by the red um, very blocky looking trolley on, on that. You can tell a scientist has designed this, this slide. Um, but essentially, um, there's a runaway trolley and one person is in charge of the lever which will divert the track or not. Um, if the trolley was to stay on the track that it's currently on, it would uh, injure one person. If it was, if the lever was to be pulled, um, it would be diverted and injured many people. So that's been a philosophical problem for millennia now. Um, since the days of Plato, this has been fiercely debated. What would an individual do? Is, is one life always worth more than many lives? And it's an impossible thing to answer, quite frankly. Um, the nearest that this has come to a solution has been that, well, you never really know what you do until you put in that situation. Um, and that is really capturing the issue when it comes to ethics in general. Now, where this crosses over the line into data ethics is that um, self-driving cars are now a thing. They exist in the world. They're being tested. Um, there's various different companies that have launched self-driving vehicles. And ultimately, um, given the amount of sensors that are being added onto the cars, given the amount of data that's being collected, um, it means that eventually the trolley problem will have to be put into code. Because it's not going to be a philosophical problem anymore. It's going to enter the realms of essentially program because ultimately someone has to decide if a car uh, loses control um, loses brakes and it, and it can detect that it will injure one person in the scenario or it'll injure many people in the scenario which does it do does it prioritize the car's occupants or does it prioritize the people on the street that is ultimately now becoming a real thing that, that people who are coding have to deal with Essentially, is your 
you know the next generation of of um, Teslas. Is it an altruist or is it an egoist? Does it save you know the people in the car? Does it save people outside the car? Is that a user setting? Can the user choose whether your car's altruistic or not? Um, these are real now becoming real out of the realms of thought problems and out of the realms of philosophy into real tangible examples that we have to deal with. And this is one that I think will be a future problem. Um, there's an excellent book called 21 Problems for the 21st Century by Yul Noah Harari. Um, I'll link that, all the resources I've used in the chat as well as, as, well as um, on this uh, presentation at the end. Um, but that describes in detail about how the world of AI, the world of automation, the world of increasing data is absolutely fraught with these ethical challenges. And there are a lot of examples uh, where organisations have behaved poorly or behaved unethically uh, based on the data uh, that they're either collecting or using or uh, analysing. Um, and there's a lot of examples uh, that show that data ethics is a field that needs to be uh, put to the forefront to maintain customer and to maintain um, trust in different organisations. Um, a particular example of that that's actually happened, as opposed to a, um, a, a problem that will come up in a few years, um, is uh, Cambridge Analytica. Again, this is taken from the LDI's course on data ethics, um, and it's a great example of when there was clearly a, an unethical amount of behaviour uh, when it came to data. Um, so back in 2014, um, an app was created um, by Global Science Research. Essentially, it's a personality quiz. People downloaded it. People used it on the phone to link the Facebook accounts to it, and it captured their data. And I'm sure we've all used apps on our phones that, that say that link you to Facebook and you make the agreement, yes, I agree that there's some data of mine that gets used uh, so I can use this app. However, um, initially, on 270,000 users downloaded the app, and that was a cap on how many could have given their permission to use the data. However, 30 to 80 million profiles uh, were captured in terms of information. And that is quite a serious um, difference in, in allowing users to make a choice or not. And that is definitely in the realms of ethics and, and how organisations are actually um, capturing and using this data when we've never given any user permission uh, and there's a lot of things that could be done that have potentially negative impacts on it. Um, things like the uh, US election results uh, and the, the um, fake accounts that we use to influence people, all this kind of stuff is based on data and it's based on how it's used. And um, I'll get into sort of regulations in a moment as well, but regulation is, is an attempt to add in some, um, some structure around, around potentially around some ethical issues. Uh, but ultimately, ethics and regulation are two different things. And I think that's something that needs to be resolved in the work going forward as well. There's a difference between something like GDPR and how you ethically use data. Um, again, this is a very much a, a, a negative example and the potential for negativity and the, the disadvantage in people or, or people with uh, protected characteristics. Certainly the, the potential for that to happen is increasing in, in this world. Um, something like China with its facial recognition technology um, has the ability to uh, know information about 
they're different minorities, such so as the, the, the weekly minority. Um, the potential there and what that could be used for obviously has a big implication for ethics. On the other hand, um, there's an element of uh, ethical choices are the, the most, uh, the best ethical decision, I should say, um, coming from people actually being able to use the, the data. Um, so I once did a project with the University of Leeds, um, which was around early intervention in um, cancer patients. So essentially by using a whole load of, of patient data, um, you could essentially build up a profile of some of the early signs of different kinds of cancer that would be missed by clinicians. Um, and really, there's so much data there. I mean, millions of patient profiles and diagnostic um, tests and every sort of uh, different element of um, data that was available um, within the study. That could essentially um, mean that treatment could start earlier, be much more cost-effective for the NHS, be much more effective for the, for the patient, be much less uh, invasive with having to go to more extreme levels of, um, extreme levels of treatment. And I, for one, will be happy for my data to be used in a situation like that. I have no issue with, with any of my information being used to do something which I see is very helpful to society. And that's the, the dichotomy now. Uh, a lot of people defer, uh, in the minds, defer to the negative, like Cambridge Analytica, uh, like facial, pro uh, facial recognition and potentially racial profiling. Um, but then there is also the positive side of it as well, and the projects that really need data to be able to get the most benefit for society. So it's a, it's a very tricky area, but it's one I think that um, there's a general recognition that there needs more focus on. Um, so essentially, yeah, just a summation, you know, there's, there's a lot more of things going on. There's a lot more algorithms, a lot more data, more automation, and ultimately more regulation as well. And for the reasons described, being ethical uh, is not really related to any of those, but does, but does um, it is impacted by all, by all of these areas. Um, so ultimately, ethics is about doing the right thing. And obviously, that's going to change depending on different contexts, depending, depending on cultures. It's going to be quite malleable. But in general, it is about doing what is seen as the right thing more than anything else. And it can often be very tricky. Um, the ODI has done a lot of work in supporting um, individual projects, people and teams uh, in their endeavours to become uh, more data ethics ready or more data ethics savvy um, with uh, something like the uh, data ethics canvas. Um, so this is, again, hopefully something that people are familiar with. Um, and again, this is a resource that's, that's captured as part of the references for this presentation. Um, essentially, that probes a number of different areas when it comes to projects that are using data to actually determine how um, there could be improvements made for uh, data ethics within, within that project. So things like how you're getting the data, how you're capturing it, um, the reason for using it, how it's being communicated to users, how, it's, how you're engaging with people, how open you are, and what actions you can take to uh, minimise the negative impacts on people and maximise the positive impacts on people as well. Um, this work, um, again, is something that the ODI's courses are built around, and this is available, uh, this is as a resource is available to people from the ODI website. And there was a lot of engagement and a lot of interest on this in particular. Um, 
and the ODI uh, wanted to focus on data ethics specifically, using the canvas as kind of a, a jumping off point. But then it essentially um, find out how we could go from just a project or just an individual uh, level to doing this throughout organisations. And that's the area of work that uh, James has been focusing on in, in the recent uh, few weeks that I've been focusing on. Um, and uh, yeah, that's the next step for the ODI. And that's what I'll get into now and some of the results that we've seen in the project for, around embedding data ethics in organisations. Or if you feel like using the word operationalizing data ethics, um, I hate that word, so I'm not going to use it again. But uh, I know that some people do like it, so there we go. Um, so yeah, um, as mentioned, some of the recent work um, under the Data Assurance Program. Uh, data Assurance Program consists of uh, four main strands: data ethics being one, uh, strategy, trustworthy practices, and trustworthy data sets being the others. Uh, there's all different projects um, at different stages that are working on these different areas. Um, again, data ethics has is, is been the main focus for me since I joined the ODI and uh, James before me as well. Um, and as part of this work, it's been fantastic to be able to see how um, people are thinking about ethics within their organisation. Um, so, yeah, well, the, one of the main issues or one of the main challenges that um, the previous work on data ethics has found is how do you get more people within organisations talking about data ethics? How do you go from a, a one person who's really interested and enthusiastic about data ethics, how do you go from that model to, um, you know, the CEO and exec team meetings, having agenda items for that? How do you go to a data ethics committee? How do you really make the most value out of uh, data ethics and get it embedded in the places it needs to be, to be taken basically on the same level as GDPR is taken, the same level as data protection, the same level as employee wellbeing as well, because this is something that does affect both uh, sort of employees of organisations and their customers and users um, as well. So um, a data ethics maturity model has been developed. Um, what I'm about to show you essentially is just a very um, stripped back version. Um, and any um, anyone who wants to find out more about some of the content that we developed for this, I'll encourage you to get in touch. I'll, I'll, re I'll, I'll relay that message again at the end of the slides. Uh, but essentially, this is a very, very simplified version of, of the maturity model. So we've got five um, scales or five points on a scale at the top there. Initial, repeatable, defined, managed and optimised. And then uh, six themes. So um, in case it's a little bit small on your screen, uh, those are organisational governance and internal oversight, skills and knowledge, data management processes, financial processes, customer and staff engagement and legal standards and compliance. So these are areas that have been um, investigated uh, in, in various different literature reviews and user research sessions and initial uh, from the initial findings. These are determined as quite important areas for organisations to focus on to really embed data ethics throughout their organisation. Um, so obviously things like having a governance structure around ethics increasing people's skills and knowledge, having really robust data management processes and financial processes which support data ethics. These are all things that, that aren't, you know, they don't exist in a vacuum. 
data management process will obviously cross over with something like data protection, cross over with the um, the governance arrangements of data within an organisation. And really, it's about seeing what processes already exist and how they can be iterated or, in some cases, overhauled to make them more data ethically led. Um, and obviously, the, the customer staff engagement is about communicating what you're doing in, in relation to data ethics. And legal standing compliance, obviously, around GDPR and any data protection regulation that exists as well, um, as well as any potential breaches or um, other things, events that may happen as well. So these essentially are the, are the themes and the uh, points on the scale where different areas can measure themselves in terms of a maturity rating. Um, just so you can see it a little better, I've, I've pulled the scale out here. So you can see roughly one to five, where does an organisation sit on the scale? So that is um, the work that's been going on. Um, obviously, I've missed a lot out there in terms of development, but um, the, the sort of content that's been produced about how you define yourself a one uh, around customer and staff engagement, uh, a lot of content exists to guide organisations to understand what that actually means. Um, and again, I would encourage people who want to get involved, we can share that version with you and you can feed back on what, you, what your thoughts are around the content that exists in that as well. Um, fortunately, over the past couple of weeks, we've been able to test this with users. Um, so I'm going to present now some very, very initial user research findings. We'll caveat this with user research will be ongoing for at least the next um, month or so um, around the data ethics maturity model. So this is all just a snapshot of what we're finding, and these may change um, in the coming weeks and months. But essentially, uh, so far, the uh, findings from users have been quite robust in that there's a, uh, some themes that are emerging that are quite strong. And those themes uh, so far are uh, these four. So data ethics are complicated, as in there's a great deal of um, differences in understanding about what data ethics actually means. A lot of people tend to defer to it being a regulation issue or it being GDPR related, uh, which it isn't. Uh, there's there's a, a, a deal of difference there. Um, support being needed to get data ethics on a corporate agenda and the data ethics tend to come from specific evangelists within the organisation. Those two are related and essentially what we tend to find is that the people we're talking to um, tend to be within teams who have taken it on themselves to embed data ethics more widely, whether it's in their team or whether it's trying to get it into a data strategy, whether it's trying to get it up to the exec team. Um, there's a lot of, there's a, a feeling that there needs to be, that this needs to be escalated, uh, but how that's best done and the support that's actually needed to, to do that, uh, that is something that we're investigating uh, at the minute. And finally, the maturity model um, so far has been well received. Uh, but it seems to be it's well received, but there'll also need to be a level of support around that as well. So essentially, it's one tool of a few that could be really useful for making data ethics uh, an actual embedded part of an organisation. And that's, again, something that the ODI is looking at. Uh, we'll be looking at in the next uh, couple of months. Just in relation to these and how we're going to elaborate on the, on the, in the future, I've given a very rough um indication of the next steps again these are all kind of subject to change um, but essentially 
further user research workshops and product development are the main three that are going to be uh, coming up in the uh, in the short term. I've also included an article there just on the left, which is written about this process, uh, which has got a bit a few more details about um, essentially it's this talk, but just in a written format, basically. Um, so I, I definitely encourage people to check that out as well. Uh, there's some details about how you can get involved in some of these research. Some, uh, if you've got any uh, opinions or thoughts on how you embed data ethics, I definitely recommend uh, having a read of that article as well. Um, so that at the minute is is all from me. Um, the I've left my email address there, and I would encourage any questions, any um, thoughts that people have. If you'd like to see a content-filled version of the maturity model, I'll happily send that out uh, with a little form for some feedback. But essentially, I'm I'm really quite enthused by how um, people are considering data ethics now in the users that in the users that we've talked to. And for me, it's just about making sure that there's it's a complicated issue and it will be something that I think will require a lot of deliberation and, and back and forth to get things in, in a really good state on a more general societal level. Uh, but I think this is where that work starts and, and already we're on good footing for that. So, yeah, I, I just recommend, I recommend and encourage people to get involved in the conversation. Um, so if anyone wants to get in contact with me and wants to chat about this sort of stuff, uh, more than happy to, to set some time up and, and have, a, have a conversation with you. I'll stop sharing my screen now, um, just so we can see each other. And I think James is going to do the questions, if that's right. Yes, thank you, John. Um, really, really interesting presentation. Obviously, I, I have to say that because I've been involved in the work as well. Um, yeah. But uh, no, definitely something very interesting um, from my perspective. Apologies, I'm having <laughs> some issues with accessing the chat because my Zoom's gone all funny. So it might be easier, John, if you read the questions off and answer them. Yeah, of course, that's fine. Uh, so I've got a chat on this screen here. Um, so just close that. Here we go. So um, this is from Jerry. Um, how do we overcome the inherent subjectivity of ethics from a governance perspective? I now have colleagues in Texas who think it's entirely ethical to refuse a 14-year-old rape victim an abortion. Largely, we don't take that view in the UK. The thought is, don't do harm means different things to different cultures. Um, yeah, that's that's an excellent point, Jerry. I think that, as mentioned, the, the sort of cultural um, aspect of, of ethics is regardless of whether it's related to data or not is a hugely variable thing of different areas of the world over different societies over different um strata within societies over different backgrounds and cultures um i think that that the idea of taking it back really simple and doing minimizing the harm on people and maximizing the good or the benefits that, that they can experience um that's definitely the at the forefront of the ODI's way of thinking um, i think there always will be that inherent subjectivity when it comes to ethics i don't think there's an easy way around that i think there's um valuing having conversations with people and trying to understand why um people think that the way think the way they do when it comes to ethical considerations um i, I just think in general it's a it's it's a very um, 
it can get quite a messy issue. And I think it, within certain areas of society and within, particularly within the UK, we can probably get to a fairly, a fairly uniform understanding of what data ethics is as a discipline. Um, however, that won't necessarily be universal. And it won't necessarily be applicable to every part of, or every strata of society, and even in this country, or even cities, or even specific areas within 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 a country. So I think there's the being open and willing to have a conversation and listen to people. I think that's where we start to maybe not break those barriers down, but at least start to try to maximise the good where possible, where where possible. I hope that was okay. Uh, so, Julia, um, can you say more about the methodology reuser engagement feedback? Absolutely. So, um, we've taken um, the, user, the users we've actually been talking to in user research sessions. Uh, we've reached out to people who've come on the data ethics um, practitioner course from the ODI. Now, obviously, that means that we're talking to people who are already engaged with data ethics. Um, we understand that we understand that yeah there'll be a bias that they probably are engaged and invested in data ethics <laughs> really interesting though there's a lot of differences in opinion about what data ethics actually is even within the group you're already interested in um, there's also a very mixed bag of people of, of situations that people are in as in does their organization care does their organization understand what data ethics is that's very variable. Some it's like, yes, they do, but it's not a priority. Others is just like, no, they don't care at all. So even within the, um, the users that we're talking about that have an interest already in data ethics, there's an awful lot of variability. Um, in another way, we're reaching out to people who have, have worked with the ODI in the past, um, just to show some of the content uh, within the model that I showed earlier, um, and getting a... Um, feedback via, via uh, a short survey as well. Um, so I think there's value in both of those in sitting down and talking through the, the, the model of people, but also getting them to see it, see it filled in, um, see some of the different areas and the specifics within organisations that, that we're starting to point out. Um, so yeah, a couple of different areas that we're exploring there. Um, and as I say, that we'll be recruiting people as well for the next round of uh, user feedback when we iterate the model as well. Um, so hopefully that was all right. And again, if you'd like to get involved, please get in contact with me or anyone at the ODI and it will get through to, to myself and uh, we'll be able to uh, set something up or send you the, the model in the form as well. Great stuff. Thank you so much. Um, all from Tim. Um, Organisations tend to filter out information they view as unfavourable. I myself was filtered out and terminated from a volunteer position when raising questions about data ethics there. Can the ODI assist individuals to pursue reforms? And if so, in what type of ways? Um, that's an excellent question. And it does demonstrate that the sort of, if an organisation isn't comfortable that what they're doing is ethically the right thing to do. I think that there can be examples, as you've mentioned, Tim, just around yeah, being shut that shut that information out and you know don't talk about it. This is what this is what we're doing. It's fine, just leave it. Um, I would I would want the ODI to be a champion of that reform aspect of things, um, and certainly by demonstrating why ethics and ethics related data are so important. I think that's something that 
um, we'll hopefully come back with, with time working with people, working with organisations to actually um, make them see the value and why this is, as I say, um, should be viewed as, as just as important as employee wellbeing or GDPR or anything like that. Um, and yeah, so I, I would want the ODI to, to certainly be a, a champion of data ethics um, and assisting individuals to pursue reforms. Um, I think there may be a degree of resistance from certain organisations and certain parts of organisations um, because, you know, it, it can be quite a difficult thing is showing where you could, there could be improvement. Um, but I think that is, by necessity, we'll probably have to have those kind of difficult conversations. So I certainly would want the idea to be a voice in that. Yes. Um, that's all from the chat. James, uh, did you have anything else? No, I, I, hopefully everyone can see me and hear me because I think my my Zoom has semi-crashed, so I'm hoping that that doesn't affect the recording. Um, <laughs> if, if there aren't any more questions, and I've also logged on my phone to look at the chat, it doesn't seem like there are, then I think we can wrap up. Um, I'd like to say one final thank you to John for a brilliant presentation. Please do get in touch with him or myself if you want to learn more about what the ODI is doing around data ethics, or if you want to make suggestions about areas where we might want to explore something further, uh, further, further because um, we do have uh, a real commitment to trying to make sure that the ODI's um, kind of portfolio around data ethics is useful and really serves the needs of people. Um, so really interested in hearing from you all. Um, our next Friday lunchtime lecture um, next week will be presented by Martin Boyd and Sebastian O'Kelly of the charity, the Leasehold Knowledge Partnership. They'll be talking about data and dealing with building safety crises. Um, thank you to all of you for joining us today and um, I hope you have a lovely weekend. You've been listening to a Friday lunchtime lecture brought to you by the Open Data Institute.